Welcome to Enriched Menopause, where perimenopausal and menopausal women can learn what's going on with their bodies and how to thrive during this stage and beyond. You are not crazy and you are not alone. I'm Dr. Jessica Rich. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Enriched Menopause. Of course, with this podcast, I typically focus on our health and how we're feeling in perimenopause and menopause. But let's face it, we all care about how we look, too. And some of us don't even realize how much we care until we hit this transition and realize that there are a lot of changes happening. So I do want to focus a little bit on the cosmetic side of perimenopause and menopause, the changes that we're experiencing and what we can do about it. I've got a great guest with me today. Her name is Kayla, and she's with Boom by Cindy Joseph Cosmetics, which touts itself as the first pro-age cosmetic company. So Kayla, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you today. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved with Boom? Well, I've been doing makeup professionally for almost 20 years. I got started pretty young. I started out doing commercial work and headshots, photography, some weddings, and eventually I got into doing more print work. Uh, but I do a every week, every day is different. And uh, the way I got involved with Boom was that I met some of the founders socially at first. And then when they needed a makeup artist for a campaign they were doing, that's how I was connected to them. So I think that was in 2017 was when I did my first Boom shoot. And can you tell us a little bit more about Boom and the philosophy of the company? As you know, they're a pro-age skincare and cosmetics company. Also some hair care now. We have a shampoo and conditioner and we're adding to that line. But I had never heard people talk about aging in a positive way really until I started working with Boom. And I found their point of view so refreshing. And I was in my early mid thirties when I first started working with them on the first shoot that we ever did, actually, it was what it was uh, called women of the pro age uh, revolution. And they were interviewing a lot of people. It was a few days. Uh, the shoot took place over a few days and they interviewed, I think close to 30 people the first time around. Mm -hmm. And I just got to hear so many stories of the way people, these women felt about aging and it was incredibly inspiring and uplifting. And, um, Normally at the end of a long day working with many people, I would be tired, but I was actually very energized by hearing about all these stories. So they just have a really beautiful, positive perspective when it comes to aging. Um, right. And gathering experience and insight yes. and knowledge and all of those things. Well, I love that. And I know that for many, you know, we may find a makeup routine that works with us, you know, sometimes at a very young age, like in our 20s or so. And maybe we make a little tweak here and there as trends change or try something new. But there are so many of us out there that just like start with one makeup routine and then we kind of just do that for the rest of our lives, which doesn't really serve us so well as our 
skin is changing and as our body is changing, and, and I say this about so many other things I talk about on the podcast, that we can't just keep doing the same things and expecting the same results. And I think that's true with makeup as well. So tell me about what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making with their makeup as as they're aging? And what are some things that people should be doing differently? I think part of it is if somebody does stick to the same look that they've done for a very long time, it can make them look dated. And trends also come back around just, you know, in fashion, we see this all the time. But like now, Y2K and 90s have been back for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. But there's still fresh takes on it. And I think that's good to kind of apply that same philosophy to makeup. I think that just putting too much makeup on the face in general can have an effect that isn't what somebody might be going for, especially if it's very powdery or a very dry matte kind of foundation that someone might be wearing. Um, that can often accentuate skin changing and wrinkles. So that's something I see. I think it's better to go with something that's lighter on the skin, like a tinted moisturizer, and then just using concealer where you need it is something that really works well for people. People's skin tends to get drier as they get older. So staying really well hydrated with water and what you put on your skin really helps. Right, of course. So all of the things that we do for our body, for our health in general, are also going to show on the skin. So drinking lots of water, getting rest, all the diet and exercise things that we always talk about. And for those who have been listening, you can go back and listen to my episode with dermatologist Dr. Clark Loser about some of the you know, ways that we treat our skin a little bit differently as well. But you said a couple of things. One thing is that, yeah, people, maybe they don't like the way certain things are changing. And so they kind of like pile on more makeup, which actually has a detrimental effect and makes things look a little bit worse than they wanted it to. And particularly with those powders and really like thick, heavy things. So I, I know Boom particularly uses, doesn't tend to use a lot of powders. They use more of these like sticks and other things. So tell me how that works. Yeah. So at Boom, uh, we don't have any concealer or foundation actually in the line. It's just the color stick, the peony pink, golden peach, and rose nude, and then the glimmer stick. And then there's also a glow stick, which is like the silk moisturizer, but in a to-go kind of moisture stick, basically. Cindy's philosophy was very much like sheer, you know, multi-use, make it easy, make it simple. And so since she's passed, we've developed other colors as well. But yeah, the boom philosophy is very much like less is more, you know, put a pop of color in your cheek and put the same color on your lips and make it easy. And there is also a glimmer highlight stick, which is really nice to use on the top of the cheekbones and um, under the brow or on the lid. But they're very simple things that can be done in like basically five minutes or less. Yeah. And and I love that less is more. I love the simple approach because I, I do think, you know, as we get into different stages of our lives, it's like, yes, we care about how we look, but we don't want to spend all of our time doing that, right? We've got other things going on that are either more interesting or or more fun. So I love this simple approach. Can you tell me a little bit more about about Cindy and who she was and kind of her motivations for the company? Well, um, I didn't personally get to meet Cindy. When I started working with them, she had fallen ill. I, I was really hoping that I would get to meet her because she sounded like such an incredible person. I think she really believed that the way that you felt inside was 
like that's almost like the best kind of makeup somebody can have, right? It's like if you feel good inside and you feel confident and you're enjoying life and you're getting some sun and you're, you know, that it's going to show. And so I think that's why she wanted to make things very simple when it came to what she was putting on people's skin. Cause she was a makeup artist first and then she became a model herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded like she lived a very kind of joy filled uh, life. She and Ezra, who she started the company with go way back. I think he's known her since he was pretty young. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure how old he was when they first met, but they were a big part of each other's lives. So so we've gone through a little bit about the little less is more in terms of using foundation, so tinted moisturizers, things that have, you know, a little bit of coverage, but nothing that's, you know, super cakey, super powdery in those lines. And I've seen some of the tips that you guys have on the on your website too, about using more kind of cream-based cosmetics, no powders really, because they can kind of settle in those little creases and fine lines that we get along the way. And then um, she has some tips too, or or the company has some tips about how to address eyebrows that are maybe thinning and how to address eyeshadow and lipstick. So what's, what's your approach to that? If I would say like, what's the most important thing to do if you've got five minutes kind of a thing? I think eyebrows are really important. Lashes, a little color, And a little bit of concealer would be the things that I would say are the most important things. If somebody needs concealer, not everybody needs it. Cindy's philosophy around concealer was that you don't need it, but I feel like most people want that. So yeah, we developed a a brow product. It's a gel mousse type of thing that has a little bit of color in it. And I really love it. I actually use it every day on myself. It just gives the brows like a little, you can fill them in a little bit with it, but it also gives them some hold. So I wanted to help create something that was like a very versatile product to start with for brows. You know, so many people I think are trying to like draw on or recreate the eyebrows that they had a little bit younger on and and that's not really what you're doing. So, so yes, as women age, their brows can thin, they can end up becoming more sparse on the ends. Um, some people go through growth periods where they have more eyebrows than less. I even noticed that just with my eyelashes. So in general, for women who are like medium to light skinned, taupe is generally kind of a universal color for them. For somebody who's like medium to darker skin, like a darker, soft brown or black, depending on what their hair color is and skin tone works well. But the idea is that you want to kind of just create the illusion of a shadow on the brow, which is why I say taupe or like a soft black. It doesn't have to match your brow color actually, but it needs to be subtle and soft in my opinion. So with that, I usually will use like a shadow with an angled brush and just, you know, do something very delicate. And that's also just very easy to correct with like, like a spoolie, like a, a thing you would comb through the, the brows with if it becomes too heavy. And in general, just kind of brushing them up and out is nice. Like as, as we age, our skin tends to, you know, everything tends to kind of come down a little bit with gravity. Mm -hmm. And so in general, thinking of lifting up with application. So whether it's blush, you know, you don't want to put it too far down on the face. Even if somebody has high cheekbones, it's nice to accentuate the high cheekbones by putting blush on like the apples and just slightly upwards 
And then with eyeshadow, anything that you're putting on the lid, eyeliner, you know, bringing it upwards a little bit rather than having it kind of come down, I say mm-hmm. the general kind of direction that that I will give someone if I'm mm-hmm. giving them a lesson. Also not doing, not going too heavy under eyes with makeup as well is like a really important one. I find, um, because it can make things look harsh. And if anybody does have any natural discoloration underneath the eyes, you just want to try and avoid accentuating that. So if somebody does want to help like open up the eye, I would, I would suggest like putting some, a light shadow underneath the lower lid, but only about halfway on that outer half. Yeah. On the outer half. So as not to like close in the eye. And then above kind of like lifting up and out. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen some things that suggest like not actually wearing eyeshadow for older women because of that concern about the powdery and the creases. How do you feel about that? So in in general, I don't like rules. Um, so, mm-hmm. but, so anything that I say is like meant to be taken with a grain of salt and, you know, it's just depends on the person and what their needs and what their look happens to be. And because I do a variety of work, you know, film and TV, photo shoots, weddings, like there is, I just don't have like hard, fast rules for things. So it's interesting, the philosophy around eyeshadow, because for years, people would say, don't wear shimmer on the, on your lids, or don't, don't wear shimmer if you have skin that's aging, because it will pick up on the wrinkles more. But Cindy definitely didn't follow that philosophy. And I, and I agree with her. I think like putting a little bit of light reflection on the lids is a really nice thing, but what she was talking about is powders specifically. So the highlight stick that she created can be used on the eyes as an eyeshadow would be, but because Mm -hmm. it's cream, it doesn't have a drying effect. Okay. And then moving on to like you know, lips, obviously it depends on what your occasion is. If this is like day to day, if you're going out, if you're at a wedding, mm-hmm. but I, I, I did see a tip that she had mentioned with, um, kind of matching the lip tone to the tone of your gums or following other certain guidelines. So is that something that you recommend? I think that's a great guideline. I think that's a great guideline for sticking to a very natural look. Obviously, sometimes someone might want to get more dressed up and wear something more bold. And I I think that's great too, you know? Mm-hmm. So if someone says they want to wear a red lip, that's not necessarily going to match like their inner gums. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I think that's a good pointer for someone who wants more of a no muss, easy, you know, to wear lip color that they're not going to have to worry about so much. A little bit more of a natural look, which of course, you know, as we age, that sort of definition of our lip line can, can fade. And and you always see in the movies that, you know, the older lady with the kind of like, they always do, it's like always the old aunt, right. Who's coming to like, you know, kiss the kids and pinch their cheeks. But the, the red lipstick is kind of like running into the creases around and out. So how do we avoid things like that? Lip liner is a great tool. It just is um, for a few reasons, because it's like a waxy type of formula and it will help prevent uh, lipstick from bleeding. I mean, of course, if you were to put a really oily lip gloss or something like that on top, it will probably bleed. But in general, lip liner is just great for helping to redefine the mouth, which does lose definition as we age. 
It can also be great to just apply overall on the whole mouth before applying a lip color to help it last longer. So Mm -hmm. I feel like lip liner is a really great thing to have. And it can be similar to the color of your own lips. And then it can be very versatile. You don't necessarily need a lip liner to go with every color lipstick that you have. Right. And if you're just having those like no must days that are that are a lighter kind of more neutral color, then you may not necessarily need something. But definitely for those big, bold red lips, if you so so have the occasion for that. Yes. And there are, as you know, you probably know, there are formulas now that are like, you know, incredibly matte that won't move. Those are usually very drying and I wouldn't want to wear them every day, but they're great for things like weddings or something where you would really you know, not have time to apply or not want to think about it. So I agree with you about, I I don't really like rules for these things. And I think everybody has to have a little bit of fun with cosmetics and how they use it. And it's going to change from person to person and what events you're going to do. But it seems like overall, you know, we want to make sure that we're adding moisture back. We're going to use things that are more creamy, less drying kind of things that are kind of lifting up and, and defining the borders, but not in such a, such a harsh way. Are there any other tips that you want to give us? One thing I thought of was that it can be so great to just carry like a little bottle of rose water in your bag or, you know, basically something that will help you hydrate throughout the day. Of course, depending on what the climate is, you might not need that like New York in the summertime, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. um, but where I am in Miami all the time, (laughs) right? So where you live, you probably don't need that. (laughs) But for people that live in colder climates, it can be really nice to just keep a face mist, whether it's next to your computer or in your bag, that can just be a really great skincare tool. And it's also nice because it can help refresh your makeup during the day. You know, like if you put something on in the morning and then you're feeling dry in the middle of the day, you can give yourself a spritz and it'll make you look glowing and healthy. (laughs) I do think eyelash curlers are an excellent tool. I always use them unless uh, a client has naturally curly eyelashes. But if somebody doesn't, giving them a little curl can be great because it also helps to open the eye. And depending on somebody's eye shape, if you focus the mascara towards the center of the upper lid, it will have a really beautiful effect or concentrating the mascara more to the outer ends of the eyes also has a nice lifting effect. I love those tips. I mean, I love an eyelash curler. I don't even go into surgery without curling my eyelashes, which may seem a little bit weird, but I I literally don't leave my house without curling my eyelashes, even if I don't put on any makeup whatsoever. But the mascara, the mascara on the inner part of the eyelashes, I've never heard that before. I usually think of that kind of outer uplifting, but I love the, the tip for the inner. You find that to be lifting as well? The middle. Oh, the middle. Okay, good. Thank you for clarifying. Okay, so middle to outer is going to be more of that sort of uplifting effect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. And for those who do want to find out more about Boom and see some of these um, tips in action, where can people find you? Well, I have a website. It's kaylajo.com. My Instagram is kaylajobeauty. And boombycindyjoseph.com is where you can find all things Boom. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. You too. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share with someone in your life who may benefit from this too. Remember that while I am a doctor, this podcast does not constitute medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Talk with your doctor about what may apply to you and your health. 
We'll see you on the next episode of Enrich Menopause.